0: award-winning gummies 21 plus that's via hemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout support the show tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with via hemp yes <laughs> guys it's the Hay phrase podcast with Paul Wharton coming up on today's show I have a question for Paul about cultural appropriation is it just offensive no matter what or is it the lack of credit Of cultural appropriation that's offensive. We discuss. And my
1: spicy European lover wants to move to D.C. And
0: I got cold feet. D.C. Lottery. We love having them as a sponsor. How about winning a fabulous luxury handbag? It's possible with D.C. Lottery or up to $10,000 in cash prizes. But you got to play. Just go to your local D.C. Lottery retailer. Pick up the scratcher that looks like a handbag. And boom, you can win. D.C. Lottery, where lots of people win. And also, thank you to our sponsor, Crystal City Bid. You can warm up your fall weekends every Friday this month at Fridays in the Fountain in Crystal City with delicious beer and wine offerings and live entertainment. For more events, just visit crystalcity.org. All right, Paul. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. all right, all right,
1: yeah, all right. yeah we, we Every day, hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Every day, hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Every day, hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? <laughs> <laughs> that you hear? Tune in, yeah, <laughs> you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, and she about to begin a co-host with the most all-one looking fleet. Hey, Take a from me, you should be listening. Hey, hey. Live from the nation's hey, hairpop. Yeah i
0: the best. rest. Hey Paul, Morton, how glamorous do I look with my skin completely like flaking and completely falling off?
1: Have you ever seen that movie Death Becomes Her? <laughs> no, <what? laughs> that's you what? with Goldie Hawn. What happens? And, and Meryl she- Streep, and they take the potion that makes them young forever, but. They look like shit, like, in the very end. They're, like, 150 years old. Oh, my God. And they spray their makeup on with spray paint. And their skin is peeling off like a snake.
0: I completely look. I thought I woke up this morning and I was like, you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? I don't. Okay. Well, there's this girl. There was this girl, but she ended up like being like burnt at the stake or whatever. But she had this like crazy like snake dragon skin like growing <laughs> over and it was like scaly and everything. And I'm like, I woke up this morning. I was like, oh shit. I look like that girl that died on Game of Thrones.
1: I'm like, okay. See, let me see. You should have called me first of all. <laughs> okay. You see, and, you create a monster. I sent, People. No. I she sent didn't G- say email. shit, y'all. She didn't say nothing. I sent you. G- email you didn't send me no email what'd you send I did? me did.
0: Honestly, god i sent you an email a couple weeks ago i said i'm going into dr ruff's office thanks to your introduction and i'm gonna have a facial and i just mm-hmm. want to give you the heads up because i'll probably social media about you it you should
1: have texted me and then you know how many emails i get every day i can't read all your little <laughs> you emails
0: you don't even read mine i don't even read all your okay, this you send is me too many all right well fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do but so. wait, look, I looked at her this morning. I, uh-huh. That's what you Mm-hmm. I only have to say nothing. You know what you look like. You should have told me. Because they can only really do one layer at a time. If you do two, your skin is way too thin to do two layers at a time. I mean, it's going to look great in the end, but this is not for TV personality. Okay? Let me just oh tell my you God. something. I
0: have been on TV the last two days. Because Paul and I, for those of you who are just tuning in or just um, started listening to the podcast... Uh, Paul Wharton and I have been friends for years and years. And we both kind of got to know each other at Fox 5, which is the local, one of the local channel affiliates here in D.C. So um, we both still contribute weekly there. And I had segments this week. And (laughs) I said, we're just going to have to call this what it is. Because in HGTV or H... HD, HD, HD. Uh-huh. HD.
1: High depth, baby.
0: I think that's the when they redo the homes. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to tell people. So we did. We just totally brought it up. And I was like, yeah, by the way, I had a chemical peel on a Friday and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, all the skin is gone.
1: I'm taking it all in, and I'm wishing you well, but all I'm going to say is,
0: you should have
1: said something, and I would have told you.
0: Bless your heart. Well, you guys, we are super excited that you are joining us today here in Virginia. It was a great day. Paul, the Democrats won. Woo! Hey, we're going to have Ralph mm, Northam. mm, mm, mm. I cannot stand Uh Ralph Northam's accent more than anything. Those commercials drove me The commercials were
1: horrible. So bad. They were horrible. I'm
0: Ralph Northam, and I'm going to head to the White House and defeat that narcissistic maniac Oh, my God. (laughs) It was just so bad. But anyway, there were some big victories in Virginia.
1: Major.
0: First transgender U.S. um, Congress. uh, Sorry, not congressperson, but she is a state legislator. She is going. Danica Rome, which was pretty amazing. In Virginia, so that was kind of cool to hear, and then and of course New Jersey,
1: right?
0: And, and New Jersey, yep. yeah, and then Ralph Northam, of course, gets uh, gets in as the governor.
1: Oh, we're getting closer.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's true. Like, thank God. But anyway, I'm so glad that you guys are with us, and um, it was very exciting day. Paul, how are you? What's going on?
1: Well, I'm good, Sarah. It's nice to see you today. <laughs> I know your
0: face looks a lot better than mine, and it is true. You know, you start having a friend who maintains this. his skin all the time, and then now I'm like, oh, well, I want to look like that.
1: Well, there's a thing to it, you know. You got to get on a oh, schedule. Really? Oh. You got to get on a schedule, and I talk about that in my new book, Pulling It All Together.
0: Hey, is that available for pre-order? By <laughs> it's the it's
1: actually available for pre-order right now on Amazon. So please order it, and it comes out January 16th, so it ships on January 16th. And I'm doing a big book tour, big, big, big book tour. I'm super excited about it, but you. know there's different levels of maintenance okay so like you are minimal maintenance okay like you you don't want
0: to you're the lowest on a scale to like one to
1: ten you know you're like you're like a three okay don't you think
0: yeah, I'm pretty because low. Because you do
1: what you need to do when you need to do it. And other than that, you're it, not doing it. Uh,
0: it is true. It is true. Right. Like, I really, and, and some people get very upset at me. Like, they're like, well, I thought you didn't care what people think. And I'm like, <laughs> not caring what people think about your body or what you look like doesn't mean no maintenance. <laughs> like, it's, okay. Well,
1: not. you were a five until last week when you didn't shower for four days. That knocked you down two or three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, By the no, way, no. I did shower tonight.
1: Mm, wow, smell? you're confident. We you were walking around, all chest all sticking out. Did something you shower? I know. Something's kind do, of on fire. Does
0: this like <laughs> something's on fire? It really does, yeah. I know um is that okay well we'll just see (laughs) should we just see if there's flames oh god our office by the way is like right next to a um H&R block (laughs) oh I guess they don't go by that anymore and then uh it's with Pacers running so we we are here at Pacers running store. But something smells like it's on fire a little bit anyway a little bit um
1: um so yeah so um
0: your book is available for
1: (laughs) your face is totally distracting
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're so full (laughs) of it
1: Yeah, so my book talks about different levels of maintenance. You were a five, now you're a three. I'm like somewhere about an eight. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Because I stay on a maintenance schedule. Okay. Okay. Because I can't do all the stuff that it takes to make me look like this at once. Right. You can't do it. You'll go broke. You'll go crazy. You know it's too much. You got to put this thing on a schedule. Okay. So you know you you your hair color, your Botox, your your peels, all your normal maintenance that I do for myself. You know all my creams and potions. As that guy told me from L.A. that cursed me out that time. Yes. You can use all your creams and potions all you want to. I'm like, uh, when's the read starting? Okay. <laughs> I'm re- yes, I use creams and potions. Your it's point. All Wharton Beauty. Yeah, right? exactly. Making living You're off that stuff. Also
0: still available for order. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Everything's for sale. Um, but anyway, no, but, um, so it, so that's important. So you're catching up, you're getting to know how to do these things. I'm really proud of you. Thank I'm you. like your little Papa bear.
0: You are really, I love, cause once you get into a maintenance routine, you feel really good and you're like, Oh, my skin looks amazing mm-hmm. and you really enjoy it. And these things are actually very pain free. So, so it's cool. when this
1: clears up, are you going to get Botox again? Yeah,
0: I think I'm going to do it. Are
1: you going to get your lips done again?
0: I don't know. Do you think I really need it? I The, the lips... Here's my only thing with the lips, because I've been looking at a lot of people with lip injections. And at mm-hmm. some point, it seems like they always end up just having like one lip bigger than the other. Sure. It seems like it's very hard to keep it sure. equal.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure you know. that Dr. Ruff could keep it equal. But, you know, you could just... You don't necessarily need to go through that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to go crazy. I want to stay right around a four or five. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, listen, I've been going to a couple of big events. You know, this is like gala season in DC. There was a big one last Thursday night. So, um, every, the first Thursday in November, there's an event called Knockout Abuse, which helps fight domestic violence. Is
0: This this is fight night, too, okay, right? So
1: fight night is where all the guys go at yes. the Washington Hilton. That's the same night. Yes. And they watch the fight and all that. Now some women are going over there. Actually, the mayor was over there and all that. You saw uh, that? Yeah,
0: yeah. and a couple of years ago when I was with the radio station, we went. So a couple okay. years. But we always went to the fight night part, which there the fight were night. fewer women, but there right. were
1: some. Of course, I go to the one with all the women. <laughs> I go to the one with all the ladies. Not that I think I'm a lady because I'm very much a man. But I like being like one of the few guys in a room full of women. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you are. You're very comfortable with women.
1: I'm very comfortable with all of them. I mean, I could. I had a ticket at Fight Night, and I had a ticket at. Knockout. But let me tell you something about revenge.
0: Okay, so wait, yeah, this, because this all started with you were like, you told me when you walked in, you were like, revenge is a dish best served cold. I was like, who the hell did you get revenge
1: on? Quiet revenge. Mm. Yeah. So do you remember me telling you about a friend of mine that's like a list Nazi? She yes. does this holiday party every year.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And didn't last year she like didn't invite you or something? You last weren't like year on she the didn't list.
1: invite me. This is someone who I know very, very well. Okay. I know all her business and she knows all mine. Um, we've been friends for a long time. But, you know, the dynamic of our relationship has changed over the years. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. this woman is very, very, very wealthy. Okay. Like very wealthy so, okay. through, through marriage. All right. And I think in the beginning, and this is where the oversharing part starts. <laughs> this is where the therapy comes in. No, but I think in the beginning, the dynamic of our relationship was I was on TV and she had all this money. Do you okay, know what I mean? Got it. So sure. I was a little bit famous and she was pretty rich and together we could pretty much do anything.
0: Okay. Gotcha. gotcha and then gotcha. over the
1: years, you know, I worked more and then I kind of became my own guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Absolutely. So she can go or she doesn't have to go. Either way, I'm going first class. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Like It it doesn't really matter if she's there or not. I love her as a friend, but I think for her, she was comfortable with the dynamic when she thought I needed her more.
0: I know lots of people like that. Yeah. And when you like aren't in, when you step out of that Mm -hmm. dynamic, they get very, very upset. Do you
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So she
1: does this thing where that's the reason why she left me off her holiday list because I was, you know, I'm very busy. I'm doing this. I'm traveling here. I'm traveling there. And she's a little bit of a, like a hater. Yeah, She would never say it, but she just is. So the day of her holiday party last year, she calls and says, or she texts and said, so um, I guess you're not coming to my holiday party. Uh, that really sucks. And I'm like, girl, please, you know, you did not invite me to that holiday party. <laughs> she knows she did not invite me to that holiday party. And the crazy thing is with her is she will invite, she um, invited this guy this good friend of mine, who he used to be a good friend, now he's not because he went to the holiday party.
0: And you didn't get, yeah, okay. And I didn't
1: go. My other good friends, like Erica, she knew I wasn't invited and she didn't go. So she invited this guy and this girl who she used to talk about like a dog. She didn't want me to bring him anywhere because he was overweight and she didn't like the fact that he was overweight. And I used to fight with her about that because I said, he's my friend and I love him. I don't care what he looks like. He's my friend and that's just that. And she would say, don't bring him around me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah, this
0: person sounds like a terrible friend. She's
1: kind of a bitch, but she's going through her own thing. You know how women, when they're like the beautiful one, and then, you know, age starts, and then there's a whole other, you know, group of women coming behind her, and they're always trying, you know, to push the boobs up further and the waist in tighter and the bigger diamonds. And it's just like a thing.
0: Right, 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 right. I feel like it's a thing when you have too much money and time on your hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, you become so out of touch with, like, reality instead of just, like, Going out, helping people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always people in your community that need help. There's
1: always things, mm-hmm. you know, that keep you grounded. But. Absolutely. So I'm laying all this groundwork to say that Knockout is like uh, the pinnacle. It's like where all of the women that are like her come mm. for as much good as they do. They've raised over $10 million for, Damn. Yeah, for not easy. domestic violence charities. But it is like, uh, it's like ground zero for these high maintenance women. I mean, right. it's, they're all there. Okay, right. So she buys a table every year. I used to go with her every year at her table. And then she got less Nazi about the table. And then one year she was like, mm, I'm not getting a table. And then, of course, I end up going with somebody else. And she had a table and she didn't. Invited all these other people, just not me. So I always go as a guest of AT&T. So AT&T got more money than my girlfriend. <laughs> so the positioning of the tables is very important in Knockout, where you are in proximity to the stage. And I see. Do you see what I'm saying? So
0: you end up getting, I'm, I'm assuming you're oh, right the hell up front.
1: Miss thing, okay? <laughs> they sneeze, I hand them a tissue. That's how close I am, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: And this woman <laughs> is her table this oh, year
1: she's kind of always closed but she's behind the stage so she's like on the side she sees like the butt of the person at the podium
0: okay got it do you know yeah
1: and i'm like looking at their face so um oh my god i had so much fun at this table you know simone sanders from cnn
0: um yeah i think i she do she
1: is this really cool millennial she's a she's a cnn commentator she's got short hair she's fucking fabulous okay she sat next to me we cut up we had so much fun dsm's the president of combs enterprises
0: Okay, She's sure. the
1: president of P. Diddy's Company. Okay. She was also there. My friend Tanya Lombard from AT&T. The table was jumping, okay? So I couldn't go to fight night because it gives me so much joy to sit closer to the <laughs> front than my list Nazi friend. It just does... When everybody stands up and I look over and she catches my eye and she's like <laughs> looking at the ass of the person and I'm like, mm, look at her mascara. Don't she look good? Mm, that girl face look good. Oh, you can't see her face. It's terrible.
0: Oh my god, Paul, your world, I love it. Oh my god. Always up front. Yeah. That should be the next name of your book too. Ooh. I love that. Always up front. Always and that up is front. the truth.
1: <laughs> wait, no. I had one that I was writing my memoirs, and it's called, I Came and Coach. <laughs> wait, But you left, don't you? <laughs> but I came back in a private plane. You remember? Because I went to New York when I flew there when I left at 19. I went there in coach. I had a suitcase, and I went in coach.
0: And then when you came back, you flew in your own plane? Flight, Not my no own. <laughs> well,
1: it, it was a friend, but I did fly back on a private plane when I moved back.
0: Oh, my God. You guys, uh, we have a ton of stories to uh, get to, by the way. Um, we have to talk about... Uh, people are very unhappy that Chris Brown and R. Kelly teamed up and came up with a song called Juicy Booty. Uh, oh, so I'll, God. T- I'll tell you why people are pissed about that. Would you send Facebook your um, porn videos or your um, naked photos? Because they're asking for those as a way to prevent revenge porn. And I think this is so strange that they want to do it. But they say they want to do it. And then the other thing is, did you see the woman riding the bicycle? I think the picture came out maybe yeah. like a week and a half. Yeah. He was giving Trump the finger. Yeah, she got fired. She She got fired. So I want to know if you feel like she should have gotten fired. Because she's, by the way, now a huge online hero. Oh, yeah, absolutely. $14,000 has been raised in a GoFundMe for her, just like to give her money because she Mm -hmm. got fired from her job. Okay. This GoFundMe has been set up. She's getting thousands of dollars in donations. And she says she's already been inundated with so many job offers that she's trying to take the next couple of weeks to sit back wow. and find out what job she wants to do. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess it really worked out. But I just wondered if you thought I, – I, I feel like that's a very scary trend, by the way, that, that your company
1: well, – you know, I've talked about that before. I've talked about some of the things, and I've asked you before, guy, can somebody fire us for this? Because we say some pretty outrageous things. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, I like – Being able to be free, and that's why we're doing this podcast, so we can be honest and talk about certain things. But there's probably a lot of stuff I do in my day-to-day life that if I could get fired... (laughs) maybe <laughs> they'd fire me we
0: can't get fired anymore really i mean I, you know we can from our partnership jobs like with mm-hmm. fox or whatever but my thing is always this and you see it with no matter what celebrities or shows i think mm. it always goes in ebbs and flows and mm. there are very few people who've been able really the only thing you're beholden to are your sponsors sure and the very I, I really find like now for the most part unless you do something so horrendous for example lance armstrong cheating you know he lost all those endorsements people feel very scammed i think think you have to be pretty extreme now, and more and more celebrities are just distributing their own stuff. They're coming out with their own yep. makeup. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they're tired of. Uh, to me, this story drove me nuts. I think this is exactly what's wrong with corporate America. And by the way, we have an email from a listener who wants to know how she can quit her job, okay. and start like living her dream. But I think this is so. What's wrong with companies and why so many people are quitting? They're moving to startups. They're going to young millennial, you know, startups because. It's just stupid shit like this that companies feel like they own you.
1: Yeah. I mean, i got to say, just to touch on the Kevin Spacey thing just one more time, I mean, I know it's not a popular thing to talk about, but it made me a little nervous that Netflix would cancel his show off of an allegation. Really? It, It did, because, like, I remember... I remember a guy told me once that he thought, you know, I kind of joke over a relationship in my head, but this guy thought I was, um, he thought we were like. Dating or something, and we absolutely weren't. It was like the what he perceived it to be.
0: Right, right, right. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, sure. Sure. And I remember
1: hearing that story and thinking, "Oh my god, he's like for real. He's like sitting here telling me that you know we dated and we held hands, walking down the thing." And I'm like, "Well, I walked down the thing, but I don't remember." You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. So this person has f- fabricated this in their mind so much that they believe it's true, and they could say something about you that you
1: know to be completely false. Well, right, and, and I do believe Anthony Rat because. I know him. I've met him. Right. I've been to his house on New Year's Eve. I've hung out with the guy. I mean, I think he's a solid guy, but some people do lie. I mean, somebody could essentially make up an allegation and accuse someone of something and then their whole life falls apart before you even know if it's true or not. But
0: my th- Okay. My thing with the Ken Spacey thing is, is I think Netflix would have stood by him if it was one allegation, but you know, I'm sure you've read too with variety and everything. People from House of Cards that work with him are like, oh, my God, he's been abusive. He's sexually harassed other men. On the- You know, yeah. I think Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, these guys, Bill O'Reilly, you know, once one person comes out. I mean, it's not like it's one person and then everyone else going, hey, you know what? This is a really stand-up guy. Sure. He wouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. I I, forgot all that stuff that was going on actually This
0: woman, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding? Uh, Jill Briskman is her name, and she told the Post on Saturday that after photos of her flipping off the presidential caravan uh, while riding a bike on October 28th, started appearing online in a news report, she thought she would alert her employer. So she went to her government employer, Ackman LLC, a government Contractor. When she returned to work on Monday the 30th, she informed the human resources department. Briskman, a 50-year-old mother of two, was fired the next day. They said, "Quote: We're separating from you. Basically, you can't have a lewd or obscene thing on your social media." So they were calling, flipping him off. "Quote: Obscene." Do you think giving someone well, the middle fingers obscene? If
1: they, uh, what if the motorcade was about to run her over as a biker? I mean, you know, I mean, I've flipped people off before.
0: I mean, I think it's ridiculous too. Uh, while Ackman dismissed her, she said the company only reprimanded a male employee who posted lewd comments on his Facebook page that used the company at his cover photo as his cover photo. She said that the guy called somebody a fucking lip-tard asshole on. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Right. Um, she says, "How is this any less obscene than me flipping off the president?" She so told the Huffington Post, how is that fair? Uh, so far, Ackman has not commented the company, um, but she's being inundated with job requests. And uh, good for
1: her. I oh, mean, she'll come out on top.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right? And you kind of call out your company. I mean, wow. you know, your, your company basically shows there. Sure. I mean, do you think she should have, like, what's your thought? Do you think you... I wouldn't have
1: said anything to HR. I mean, it was the back of her. I would have denied it. Should you like the president. Just deny, deny, deny. You know, it wasn't me. It was not me. Okay? I was not there. <laughs>
0: What's that me? We have to thank two of our sponsors, um, DC Lottery. We love working with them, and they have an amazing handbag scratcher that you need to give out. I love scratchers. My mom, every year, gives them to us for Christmas, and they're so much fun. So you need to pick up your DC one.
1: Ladies, as you know, a great outfit can totally define your look. And a beautiful designer handbag can take that outfit up a notch. So how would you like to win a luxury brand handbag to enhance your wardrobe? Well, play the new handbag scratcher from the D.C. Lottery. Not only can you win cash prizes of up to $10,000, but enter the second chance drawing and you have a chance to win one of seven luxury brand handbags or cash prizes to help you pick out your own new bag. Play the handbag scratcher today, and you just might win that handbag you've had your eye on. Visit your local D.C. Lottery retailer and ask for the scratcher that looks like a handbag. Only from the D.C. Lottery, where lots of people win.
0: Okay, so you guys, also, we love Mervis Diamonds. They're amazing.
1: That's right. They've got a great event happening this weekend, the Holiday Preview, so you can enjoy early access to exclusive holiday deals. That includes engagement rings, wedding bands, earrings, necklaces, and so much more at two Mervis stores, Tyson's and Rockville. Check them out at MervisDiamond.com.
0: Love it. Hope to see you guys. We might stop by this weekend. And Paul...
1: And the Mandy and David team at Compass Real Estate. I just love, love, love this team. If you're looking to to buy or sell a home, um, they'll help you every step of the way. The Mandy and David team, they work at every price point, Sarah, which I love, in every zip code, in the DMV. Check them out at MandyandDavid.com. Love
0: Mandy and David. Um, One thing that I want to circle back on, because it kind of involves the Harvey Weinsteins and the uh, Kevin Spacey, more companies um, have dramatically increased their insurance coverage against sexual harassment complaints. In recent years, following high profile scandals, as corporate America reckons with the growing risks of workplace misconduct, does that seem like terrible to you? That big companies, I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, well, when we get our own top shit,
1: it's kind of crazy. I mean, you know.
0: Are you going to have, when you have your own talk show, yeah. Paul Warren yeah. style,
1: Ooh, and you're just Just the thought him. of it makes me hard. <laughs> okay. We might have I mean, an issue today. Your
0: studio is just covered with all kinds of Paul Warren oh, bottles.
1: Oh my <laughs> God. I'm <laughs> okay. mess like, my shorts. All
0: right. This is, maybe this is a bad example. Do you, would you ever get sexual harassment insurance for yourself?
1: Uh, not for me because it's, I can keep mine separate.
0: Do you think you really can, though?
1: I think so. <laughs> have you ever seen me do something wrong? Yes,
0: with AJ. What
1: when did you, I, oh, AJ? When
0: you were drinking, you're like, Nestler. Look, she doesn't have a problem with it, neither do I. But I'm just saying, I would get it for myself. Are you kidding? I'm like, I feeling like the older I get, I'm sure like they're just more handsy I'm going to get. And the more I'm just going to be like, show me your penis. Well, like, you
1: know, I used to sleep with my assistants. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I told you this, right? It was horrible. It's like, it's, it's funny. Awesome. I, was, I was watching the one of the uh, stand-ups that I watched Joan Rivers do. She was like, oh, staff, I don't learn their names. She was like, <laughs> I walk around my house like, staff, who's going to fuck me tonight? <laughs> Joan Rivers said that. And I was like, huh, there's something to that. Power of suggestion. But anyway, um, yeah, I used to, like, do that until, yeah, I, t- I told you about uh, my road trip down to the Yes, Yeah, I had to drive the assistant yeah, because right. he was too hungover. Yeah,
0: and you were like, that's it.
1: Uh, yeah. You can't be worn out from, like, having sex with me and I have to drive the car. No. (laughs) You
0: know what I mean? Oh, my God. That is the best trick. You just inspired me, like, now because Paul pitches TV shows and I went to Real Screen, which is, like, this place you can pitch shows last year. So I've been pitching some. And now my next one I really want to pitch is, like, basically where people come in and talk about all their, like, sexual harassments that they've done to people and we see if we would give them their own company. Like, (laughs) like, would we insure you?
1: Well, have you ever (laughs) slept with somebody at work?
0: I actually have not. And I'm trying to think of a, even, I guess I've hooked up with listeners over the years for radio, but mm-hmm. you know, we didn't work together yeah. they like listened, yeah. but no, I mean, radio, you've seen the men of radio, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'll, 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 sh- are <laughs> yeah. moving, moving on from that, but
0: they're um, really hard to, um, I'll tell
1: you, I had the down hottest with. little like triangle thing going on at one of my jobs when I was, how
0: many women were involved? None. Wow, it that's great! It was me great. and
1: two guys, but they didn't know about each other. But they shared a wall in their cubicle. I love it. <laughs> Wait a minute! I was in New York City, and um, I had created this curriculum that American Express was like licensing me for to come in and teach people, <laughs> like you know, how to dress and shit at work. Do you believe that? Uh, yes, they I can believe They took the bait, that. and like it was crazy. I made a whole bunch of money. But anyway, so I can see that. there were these two guys there, both straight. Yeah. and they shared a cubicle wall, so as I was standing over them, they couldn't see each other, but I'm looking at both of them. I ended up having an affair with both of them at the same time.
0: I don't think they were really straight. Don't you think they were questioning? They
1: were both married. What? Paul,
0: oh, my God, did you have an issue sleeping with two married men? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Clearly not. I guess I didn't. No. Clearly um, not.
1: But now I wouldn't do that any longer. You know, I'm past that phase in my life. I, I've evolved.
0: I get that. I, I get was that. only
1: 22 years old.
0: Okay. Well, you were, yeah, you were really, really young. I was 22.
1: Young. But we had some good times. I, I know. still keep in touch with the, one of the guys. Really? He, he lives in Nashville. He's fabulous.
0: Oh, my God. Wait, no. Is he still married no, to a woman? No, he's out. Okay, he's he, out.
1: He's like. No, he's, date. you know, he dates women.
0: Okay, so he's bi.
1: It's something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Something I don't know why like I
0: need that. a label. I have no idea why I need a label. It's great. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> a couple of stories, a couple of pop culture stories. One, do you believe that Mariah Carey has, on? first of all, she's getting sexual harassment charges from a bodyguard who says that whatever, she used to walk around in her lingerie and same thing, like then her like vagina would be hanging out. And she'd be like, oh, ooh. Oops. And you know, she'd tuck in her vagina, you know, flaps or whatever. But I'm drinking my like that. But you know, but do you believe Mariah Carey has undergone gastric bypass surgery? I hope this is not true.
1: What doctor would do that? What doctor would risk her life? Gastric I think a bypass lot. is for people that are obese. Mariah Might have had on a few extra pounds, but she definitely wasn't obese. She
0: says that, uh, or or supposedly for this story, that Mariah was getting so much flack from um, her fans, and she found it hard to even move doing any of her dance moves, that she underwent gastric bypass surgery to lose about 50 pounds. Oh, my God. 50 pounds?
1: Yeah. Jesus. Has she lost it yet?
0: Well, I think that this this is why I feel like this story is true because they did show some before and after pictures of the forty seven year old and it does look like she 's a lot thinner and it happened fairly quickly um, like she was just at the Hollywood Walk of Fame and she looked really good at um, tcl Chinese theater mm-hmm. and they 're saying that this is all post gastric bypass okay. surgery. You had the scoop on Tamar and Vince, so i don 't I, I kind of watch Braxton family values yeah. a little bit and we 've had um Oh, my God. Why am I? Dr- Tracy, Tracy Braxton, Braxton? Yeah. on the podcast. No. So, but what's all this, like, divorce drama?
1: Well, you know, we've heard a lot about um, potentially Vince being abusive to Tamar.
0: Right. You know, right. there was that
1: incident where the cops had to come to the hotel, to the Ritz-Carlton, I think it was, in Atlanta, where he bit her finger. Um, but she posted on Instagram, I think yesterday, but I think she took it down. She posted on Instagram, kind of a long story about why they're getting divorced. And basically she says that she alluded to the fact that he might have a girlfriend or or several girlfriends. He's so gross. I don't know how. Okay. So you can see that even though he's gross.
0: Yeah, because I think that, you know, you know, celebrity changes everyone. Even if you are like D list celebrity, even if you're the husband of it's kind of like Wendy Williams' husband, right. Kevin. I, I I feel like Kevin Hunter is not attractive at all. But right. of course he could have like a side piece. You know sure. what I'm saying? There's always somebody yeah. that's willing any little amount of fame.
1: The men always need to be the man when it comes to their famous women, their uh, yeah. famous wives or I girlfriends. Agree. Is that what it is? Well they need somebody f- that worships them more or that feels like they're superior or two?
0: I think that, I don't know, I feel like different men feel different ways. You know what I'm saying? I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot more men nowadays that are secure with not being the lead. But I think like with Tamar and Vince's whole thing, you know, Vince started out as the lead. Sure. You know, and and I think that's hard. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Kevin, you know, he kind of really helped make Wendy's career. But now, like, does Wendy really need him? No. No. You know what I mean? So I think there comes an insecurity part of it.
1: Yeah, so apparently Vince put Tamar out of his house and she put in quotes like your house. And she was like, how are you going to put me out the house when I'm the house of cards? And I took that as, I'm the bitch out here making all the money. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Because that could be
0: with her music yeah. and everything.
1: I think now he might be managing Remy Ma before, of course, we all know he managed Lady Gaga or in some capacity he did.
0: Yeah, like briefly, right? Or, or helped kind of discover her uh, or something.
1: do something. But I don't know if them checks are still coming in. <laughs> And you know he had that judgment against him from Sony, so yeah, they're definitely having some financial issues. But you know, Tamar is pumping. This was the wrong time to retirement. Let me tell you what's going to happen. She's coming out of retirement. I'm to hear I'm to hear her sooner. music
0: because she's going to be on tour, by the way, with Escape. She's great. So Escape. She's I think she, um, Tamar and Monica are going to mm-hmm. open, which I really want to go to. Escape. Are you going to go to that, is that show? on
1: Sunday? The um, it's the 26th okay. of November. We need to try to go to that.
0: Who's going, by the way? If you guys are going to uh, escape, you need to tweet us, at yeah. HeyFrage, at Paul Wharton. It's mm-hmm. Paul Wharton on mm-hmm. Twitter, right? It is. You still looking at my face?
1: I'm, <laughs> I can't take my eyes off it.
0: <laughs> if he's not smelling my armpits, he's looking at my face. Oh, my God. And last week when you were looking at my nails and you were like, I'm just wondering what's under your nails.
1: Oh God, like, I know it's too you. much. Some of the stuff we should talk about <laughs> off the show, right? Oh my God,
0: that's so true. <laughs> do you think R. Kelly and uh, Chris Brown should be doing a song called "Juicy Booty" Ugh, together? Let me hear it. I actually like it. Oh wait!
1: Mm-hmm. I like the little beat. Come on, come on.
0: Tell me, I'll do that.
1: Okay. Oh, fine, Not what I was expecting, actually. I.
0: Two of my favorite people, and it's he terrible. Do. I love R. Kelly.
1: This is horrible. Wait, you love R. Kelly, no, but you oh hate Kevin God. Spacey?
0: Yeah. Ew. I really do. I prejudice. I really like black people. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy, booty. Booty. Oh, my like, God. This song is amazing. It's got a nice
1: little beat to it. I won't lie. Juicy. Yo, Juicy.
0: Mm. Juicy.
1: Booty. Juicy. I can't be singing along okay. this. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: ridiculous. Well, a female reporter for USA Today says that you should be ashamed of yourself if you have purchased Chris Brown's recent collaboration and album. He's got a new album out, which has 45 songs, Heartbreak, A Full Moon, um, and features this song, Juicy Booty, with two of the biggest sex offenders in the rap game, according to this uh, article. She says that they have exploited, used, beat women, and yet these two still seem... <laughs> Still seem to have a career, and she says it's absolutely disgusting that while, and she basically brings race into it, and she says that people like Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, who assaulted, for the most part, um, white individuals, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these people are no career, they cannot work again, but because R. Kelly and Chris Brown uh, abused black women, they somehow still remain to have their careers fairly much intact.
1: I don't support either one of them.
0: I know i really can't support their music either but it's funny over the weekend i watched did you ever watch the movie get out yeah oh my god you did paul why didn't you text me immediately that movie was so because good. it reminded
1: me of you and it scared the fuck out of me i was like oh, that girl looked like sarah oh my god <laughs> it did it did kind of remind, didn't it of your life in maine
0: <laughs> no it did not no we don't kidnap black people and then make them like white
1: i know but the beginning part it did kind of remind me of you <laughs> <laughs> I freaking
0: loved that movie. It was so good. Did um Jordan Peele win an Oscar I for that? anything. What?
1: I mean, I didn't see him win anything. I he, saw it. It did really well, though. Two
0: films over the weekend. Chris Brown's documentary. Eh, it was all right. Oh, and then I saw John Mulaney, the comedian. Ugh, terrible. In person? Yes, he was awful. He's so boring. Ugh. Really? Oh, my God. He's the
1: worst. Oh, God. I'm sure I'm going to hate him. Which he, by the way?
0: He's so forgettable. That's the thing. John, Dan is such a fan of John Mulaney, right? So we went to dark Constitution Hall. John Mulaney makes a joke. He's Constitution
1: like, Hall? He yeah. Was, he's big he's, like that, was huh? like sold
0: out, yes. And it was all white people. And okay. he makes reference to that, basically. He's like, well, oh. that's why you didn't like it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I know. I really don't.
1: So, oh, this guy. Yeah. It he's like a dork.
0: Oh my God, it and was so that. bad. Oh God. I mean, I need Donnell Rawlings in my life and Dave yeah. Chappelle. Well, you know? were people
1: dying laughing? I mean, oh, what? they loved
0: it. Yes. I Did mean, I the only one. Oh, Dan loved it. Everyone around us was cracking up. This couple in front of us, they were like making out and picking each other's hair and what? they like loved it. I was, I was more entertained <laughs> by them than God. John Mulligan. Like, I don't know. I just don't get his humor. I don't okay. like it. But anyhow, um, but then I saw it get out and I was like, Paul, this movie is incredible. It really was. I have a question for you about cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen Get Out, you need to watch it immediately. And essentially, to me, I read Mm -hmm. it as this is about cultural Mm (coughs)
1: appropriation. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Keep so, so, yeah, I mean, what did you think was appropriated? Okay, Her behavior?
0: No, no. Like, I think the whole film was about cultural appropriation, okay. essentially saying that white people culturally appropriate everything about black people. And if they could, they would literally essentially take everything that was black except for their black skin and transform it to
1: white. Well, I think that they were saying that they would take everything about their prowess, their power, their, you know, their sex drive. <laughs> Like, they wanted the the white brain with the black body and stature.
0: I think you're right. Do you know? I think that's it, yeah.
1: That's what it was.
0: I think, yes. Yes. Well, you know? See, I, but that's what I kind of want to know. It's like I, I was starting to read like more about it, and then everyone's like, "You got to watch it again." There's so much meaning to it, and um, you know, and of course that the mansion or whatever the home where it takes place looks like this southern plantation mm-hmm. in the north, mm-hmm. you know. And then you come and you realize what's happening. I don't want to give it away for people because it's so good. If you Most haven't seen, have seen it.
1: it, the sunken place.
0: Oh my god! Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, don't be stirring no tea around me. I don't do that. Here's my question <laughs> for you
0: about cultural appropriation. Yeah. Do African-American people dislike cultural appropriation altogether or do they hate that people culturally appropriate but don't give the black community credit or the Asian community or whatever it is that they're appropriating?
1: Um, I would say in terms of Twitter and social media and the things that you hear, I think that they don't like it. Most people don't like it at all. It's a sensitive subject because if you've taken like, if you've taken everything from me, you know, leave me with you know, who I am, who my ancestors were, like, do you know, the things that I've adapted to be. So
0: even if Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians were like, look, we love black women, we love their figures, and essentially we have taken their figures, we've taken their style, and we've made it our own, but we credit them, like, that would still be offensive? Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious you natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle that's eu natural on amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle with the promo code fraser20 that's f r a s e r the numbers 20 hero breads oh my gosh chef's kiss At checkout. That's TSFS at H E R O dot C O.
1: Well, I mean, you're asking probably the wrong person because I'm just not that sensitive about a lot of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Right right? Do you know you what I mean really, Like yeah. I think to each his own, his or her own, I really do believe that you have to let people live. I believe in being free to let yeah. people do what they want to do, look the way they want to look. If you want to bleach your skin, it's not good for you, but do what you need to do. You know, if you're, if you're a black if you girl.
0: want to become Sammy Sosa Jr., okay. Right.
1: You know, if you're a black girl that wants to wear um, a 36-inch lace front blonde wig down to your ass, then Go that's work. what you want to do. You know, am I going to right. say that you're appropriating, you know, Caucasian look or something no no not necessarily she just thinks blonde looks good on her i
0: don't know that you can really appropriate white people though can you i mean where we we still have so many race issues and it really wasn't that long ago i'm like is there can you really appropriate white people i i don't really
1: i don't know i don't know you always drag me down you always want to talk about what is your obsession with black dick what is it sarah you know what let's just put it out on the table Let's oh, just get to the bottom I,
0: of it. Well, I do. I really am attracted to black men. I say that all the time. If I was not with Dan, I would never be with another white guy ever. I think to me what it is is like nothing against white people. I, I'm white. I'm very happy. But like... I'm a person that loves something like different or okay. not that I grew up with. You know what How I'm saying? How did that
1: happen coming from Maine, coming from where you because came from? Because to
0: me, you grow up with looking like mm-hmm. you. everybody looks the same. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you go out and you're like, oh my God, you moved to Washington, you moved to New York, you, to, you get out in the world, you go to Ireland, you live and you see all these other people and you're like, wow, these people are so gorgeous. Why do I want to just like marry one person or some right. redneck from Dresden, Maine?
1: Right. Fuck okay. that. Now okay. I
0: want to like you know i want to like be married to an asian guy for 5 years a white guy wow. for 5 years a black guy for 5 years nice. e- 10 years and then <laughs> <laughs> i just love yeah. different points of view. You know what I'm saying? Don't do. not you think it's boring to be married to somebody that just grew up in the same perspective you did?
1: You know, you're probably right. You know, I've never really dated a Latino guy, except now this guy slid into my DM.
0: on Instagram.
1: Hi. I'll show you his picture. Well,
0: I want to see his photo. Yeah. Yes. So
1: anyway, you know, I don't really do this, but you know, I was home bored and he always messages me. So I'm like, Love I'm going to talk to this guy. So yeah, I mean, now he's like really trying to like date or something. Oh and God, English is his try- second language.
0: I think that's terrific. I mean, I'm not saying it always work out. I think some traditions, like, people are very conservative. Like, I don't think I could ever really, you know, date, like, a Saudi Arabian guy who didn't want me to drive. Like, I don't think that will work out. Right. But I would give it a go. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> you want to ride on the passenger side. <laughs> okay. I'll, sure, pick me up. Paul, Facebook wants your nude photos. So, I'm
0: sure over <sighs> the years, I mean, I've just, like, showed some titty. Mm-hmm. You take some pictures, and then you think the next day when you're sober, you're like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Facebook wants those photos, they claim, in order to know that it's yours, and then immediately take it down, and they say that it will prevent people from sharing your revenge porn. Would you send Facebook voluntarily
1: your pictures? I don't send any pictures of myself naked,
0: ever. Ever? Ever. Would you have, wait, didn't you tell this story? Don't you have a tape out there you're worried about, or no?
1: No, I have possession of the tape.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay, good. So you're all set. I'm good. Okay, well, Facebook is saying in order to combat uh, revenge porn, and they're already trying this, by the way, overseas. They're having people send videos and images to them. Um, They're going to store a copy. Um, Oh, sorry, they're not going to store a copy, but the image is still being transmitted and processed, leaving forensic evidence in memory and potentially on disk. Um, But they're saying that Facebook is uh, piloting the program in Australia in partnership with the county, a government agency dedicated to online safety. Next, it will test it in the united states britain and canada and it would be like sending yourself your image in the email but obviously this is a much safer secure end to end way of sending the image without sending it through either
1: how about just not understand that
0: i agree but i don't think people are ever going to stop
1: sexting and sending stuff to you is it fair to ask for a picture when you're not willing to reciprocate because that's totally my jam
0: that's what you'll say i'm
1: like well, you can send one if you want but i'm not sending anything back
0: but I'm say, are these people going hey i really want to send you a nude photo
1: well they're like ooh, i like you know me horny or whatever and i'm like okay well send what you want but you're getting nothing and i tell them like you are not sending anything back like i just don't do I won't text do it. that
0: way to me horny mm-hmm. <laughs> no i think it's fine i think people it's always buyer beware what oh my god this the guy you're talking to oh my god paul just showed me this incredibly nude photo and this guy has like a tattoo very close to his penis like almost a tattooed bell
1: wow and he is it's definitely... never gonna happen you don't think so no i just i'm just talking on text i mean this is not my this i can't well, you was comfortable.
0: <laughs> we should text him back excuse <laughs> me sir would you send these photos to facebook we need to know Um, Your girlfriend Omarosa, I love a couple more stories, and then we'll get to this listener email uh, who wants advice. So Omarosa apparently, um, after her wedding, which you went to her wedding, right? Which is at Trump Hotel. Uh, Politico has a story out today that says that Omarosa went to the White House immediately after her wedding, took her 39 person wedding party there, and took a bunch of wedding photos without ever asking anyone. Uh, according to an inside source, fellow aides and security officials were beside themselves by the surprise when the bride showed up in full wedding attire and then went in and staged photos in the Rose Garden in West Wing. Um, has your girlfriend, Amorosa, said anything about this?
1: No. <laughs> no. What's funny about that is, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about being in that hotel that day. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. You know, that's not my thing. <laughs> right. It's not my thing. I was really trying to take one for the team and be a good friend that one last time. Um... And, uh, yeah, they did kind of disappear for for a minute.
0: So, apparently, she's not allowed to post them publicly because they could reveal uh, sensitive security information. But I got to tell you, I actually admire her about that. I feel like she's a woman that's like, you know what? Screw it. Trump was in Mar-a-Lago. I feel like she's like, this might be the only time I'm in the White House, so I'm bringing everybody.
1: Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. You know, we went, like I was telling you, we went to the White House the night before the wedding. Was it the night before the wedding? Yeah, it was the night before.
0: Okay. And what'd you guys do? So, so we, we were at the rehearsal
1: a... dinner. Okay. Okay, that was at Trump Hotel. Oof, whatever. <laughs> oh, I was I was just drinking heavily. No, no, really. I gave them so much money at the bar. I was like, just keep this shit full. Like, keep it coming. Like, you're not know, even believe. And the craziest thing about that hotel, the craziest thing is it's a gorgeous hotel mm. and the bar is full full of people that you do not think would be there. Totally,
0: totally. I've been there too. Well, only when it first opened, remember, and we did that whole, we were going to do a party at Trump Hotel and rent a suite, so we walked in and it was like a bunch of, you know, just whatever your typical Midwestern, it looked like all my relatives They had like
1: John Deere hats and sunburn (laughs) on their nose, and their face was peeling like yours. And the place (laughs) is gold, yes. It's all gold, and they wheel around a champagne cart. It's fabulous. I'd love to go and hang out there, but I just won't.
0: It's like $60 a glass, yeah. Oh,
1: I was having a good old time.
0: Um, Over the weekend, did you have, are you having the ongoing Apple, um, they're apparently working on their bug, but did, were you typing yeah. I over the weekend yeah. only to get an A and a question mark? Yeah, so
1: basically what you do is you go to settings.
0: Yeah, how do you do this?
1: Okay, you go to settings, and then you go to keyboard.
0: Okay, love it, love it.
1: Okay, are you there? Okay, Okay. Oh, settings, am. then general, then keyboard.
0: Here's okay. Keep going because my deal is I tried this shortcut.
1: Settings, general, keyboard, and then you go to text replacement. Okay. And then you put in. See how I have I? So you put the plus sign there. Yep. Okay. And then it says phrase. You put the lowercase I, and the shortcut is the capital I, and you hit save. Okay. And that should take care of it.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to try that. I've tried it once before, and it did not work. It and I'm work. so pissed. Apple today says that they're working on a fix, and they weren't sure what caused the bug that keeps having people get the question mark and the A. Some people using their iPhones, iPads, iTouch devices have started seeing that. And they're saying they're not exactly sure what the problem is, but hopefully it should yeah, be fixed. Yeah, I up on my
1: iPad this morning.
0: Oh, what? It's so damn annoying.
1: Oh my God. God. But I love anything that's the great unifier. I swear. I mean, it's so weird. But I love that it's happening to everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's so... It's kind of like, oh, it happened to you too? Wow. Let's
0: all get together. Yeah. Um, as workout intensifies for people, more and more people are having a very toxic reaction that can actually have you end up in the hospital when your muscles work too hard. They seep out a Ooh, poison. I heard about have, that. Have you heard this? Soul cycle. Yes. So more people, especially in spin classes, are mm. pedaling fast on stationary bikes um, and doing extreme hour-long classes, which are very, very hard on the body and the legs in fact sometimes you're so sore and wobbly that you think you just have muscle aches but it causes excruciating pain your urine turns like a dark shade of brown and you feel nauseated Um, more and more people are ending up in the hospital and it's called like a oh my god or something. Ooh. It's a rare but life-threatening condition often caused by extreme exercise, and it occurs when overworked muscles begin to die and Damn. leak their contents into the bloodstream, Damn. straining the kidneys and causing severe pain.
1: I told you. Oh you my better God. Sit, sit at the bar with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why.
1: Have yourself a glass of wine.
0: <laughs> we'll be drinking. I'm, I mean, I've been done a soul cycle. I haven't done a bike class. That in so scares long.
1: me. I have to tell you, soul cycle scares me so much. Really? Yeah. Listen, all my friends are like, you need to come. Devotees. Yeah. Oh, the music, Erica Gutierrez. She's like the biggest soul cycle crazy person. Like, she goes and buy. She waited outside the, the uh, sample sale to buy all the soul cycle gear with all these other crazy women. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Yeah. But it Ooh, scares yeah. me being on I used to have asthma when I was a kid and I when I first started working out I remember going to like a gym when I was like 18 or something and I was on a um on a bike and I just got so winded that the idea of soul cycle just it just scares me
0: Oh my God. Have well, you tried it? No, I'm never, I'm trying to think of when I took a last like cycling class. I don't think I ever really have.
1: When were you last in the gym? <laughs> I never hear you talk about <laughs> I it. never know. I,
0: I, I actually did go this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Dan and I, you know, we, we've been trying to plan more date nights. Okay. We are that couple that has to schedule date nights mm-hmm. together. Like tonight, Wednesday nights are our date nights. Okay. So I'm trying to get him to go to Top Golf, but he feels like that's something that he does with the guys and okay. he wants to keep it with the guys. Right. Which, don't you think that's stupid? Like did you, when you're like in a relationship does your partner have like just things they do with their friends (laughs) is that ridiculous
1: what the hell are you asking me for you know i got problems with relationships (laughs) oh by the way i gotta tell you what happened this morning
0: okay good well and you know what because i picture you more like when you're dating someone do you have just things that you do with your friends or do you invite everybody like Um, I'm like, damn, that's so ridiculous. No,
1: I like to do things just with my friends because I think that's where relationship issues start when you go out with your (laughs) friends and your mate and you're all drinking. I was out with my friend the other day, a friend of mine and her husband. Everybody was drinking. And they ended up getting into the worst fight in the cab on the way home that I had the cab pull over and I got out and it was like nowhere near where I was going. I just started walking on the street.
0: You were like, I'm done.
1: I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm going right here.
0: Why do you think the friends bring out the worst in you?
1: Well, because sometimes as a part of a couple, you don't want the other person to reveal too much or talk about certain things that you don't want them to talk about. I see. Then they go down that road and you're trying to send them signals and it gets weird. And then the other one knows they think that you're trying to silence them. So then they get an attitude. I see. And then you have an attitude, and then you shut down because you want to lead because your mate is telling way too much to these friends that you don't want them to okay. know. So that's what happens. I get it. I, I see it all the time.
0: What happened this morning mm. that you were talking about? Is this with your, man, your Belgian man?
1: Yes. His name is Renzo.
0: Renzo. Renzo. I love Renzo. It reminds me of Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah.
1: But really <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas You say it so sexually Lorenzo Lamas Lorenzo Llamas. Llamas. <laughs>
0: yeah, like That's what I think of And that's what I picture this guy looking like Lorenzo Lamas
1: No, he doesn't look like Lorenzo Lamas he, he L- Lorenzo's this guy... pretty cute I, I showed you the pictures before did you, did you yeah, like, yeah, I From drinking? Rome Where are you drinking? You're always drinking You're always drinking But no, he, he said to me this morning It was so interesting He's like, you know, I just want to let you know That I would um, consider moving to DC. You know, this man lives in Rome and Brussels, and he says I would consider moving to Washington D.C. and living there. That would be like good for, fine with me. Oh my God. Screen, 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 stop, emergency break, mayday, mayday, get me the hell out of here. It's so weird how things change when somebody says they'll come to you, you know, because the whole, like, I have romanticized this relationship in my head as being something that is like, oh, I'll explore the world. And, you know, he wants to buy a house in Barcelona. So then he'd have a place in Brussels, the country house in Rome, and a place on the beach in Barcelona. That's a good life to me. And then I could come back to D.C. and kind of do my thing. And then I could just pop around the rest of the world with him. But if he comes here, that's messing up my situation.
0: He's going to want to stay.
1: <laughs> he's going to want to stay, and he's going to be all up in my business. But
0: what do you, I feel like you like Renzo, though. Like, maybe you should try it. I do, it.
1: but I don't know if my life, I don't know that, I, I don't know Can if that's you get exotic inter- enough for me to be <laughs> just here. I mean, here I'm fine. I have a good life on my own. You know, I've worked it out where in my head I live in a hotel. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like we iron my sheets at home, it's like a thing. And you know, I live right next door to my favorite hotel, and then I go down there and they make my dinner and my breakfast, and like I have a good thing going for myself.
0: Right, right. I don't want to go and
1: mess it up. I mean, I've got guys sending me dick pics. Like you know, I got a good thing going. (laughs) Like
0: okay, well then, what are you going to say to Renzo? No,
1: uh, you know, it just it was just interesting how unattractive that sounded to me in that moment. Other people would say, "Oh, that's so sweet," but I was kind of thinking. But what about my jet setter lifestyle? Like, no, you stay over there and let me come to you and then come back home to D.C. when I need to. I think that's going to be hard to do
0: because I don't think most people are going to they're going to want you, you know, they're going to want to see you like when they want to see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a relationship.
1: Oh, is that
0: what? (laughs) I don't know the one where you did Renzo by the place (laughs) in Barcelona on the beach. He
1: suggested that, by the way.
0: Okay, well, so he suggests that, but like you're basically like, I'll fly there, you fly us to Barcelona, then you fly us here and there, and then I'm out.
1: Well, then I'd come home and come back to work for a while. (laughs) You know, I I can't a whole bunch of these podcasts. I tape a bunch of these, tell you about my life experience. Oh my and I going back home.
0: I swear to God, like I honestly, the day there's going to be one day where you are just going to be ongoing unavailable, <laughs> like <laughs> you will just run off to some country with some guy. I'll be like,
1: this is not happening. You'll be like, no,
0: call me, call me, I'll be on the show. <laughs> no, we're not calling you. <laughs> You're too much. All right, really quickly, there's a listener that had an email and she wants to know how she can quit her job and start living her hear dream. About it. Uh, Hey, Sarah, you and Paul uh, inspire me. The subject says it all. I've been a fan since you were on a morning show, on the morning show on Hot 99.5. I enjoyed the short tenure on 107.3 as well, and now I listen to the podcast. You really inspire me, and I love what you're doing and what you love. I'm in the middle of a sort of crisis myself, some health issues that keep me grounded so I don't take things for granted, and the realization that it's time to leave my job. Wow. But what do I do now? I took this job when I was exiting industry I was weary of, and the company is just not for me. Time to regroup and move on. I hope to one day understand what I am passionate about, what makes me tick. Love hmm. you guys. What do you think? So how do you think, have you always known what your passion is? Is it hard for you hmm. to find that?
1: Um, I knew that when I tried to go to a desk job, I thought I had narcolepsy. I mean, I would literally <laughs> fall asleep after that. I could not. I had an overwhelming sense that I wanted to crawl <laughs> under the desk and go to sleep. No, I couldn't.
0: You cried like, me up like
1: almost nine one one worthy. So I knew I had to do something on my own. Like I couldn't do it. I wasn't going so to be able to keep a job in
0: your cubicle, and you just. Like...
1: By the way, this shit lasted like a matter of weeks. I mean, it just didn't last. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Would you
0: quit? You just quit.
1: I I just I used to have these fantasies that I would <laughs> I would go out the front door of the office and just start running down the street and I did.
0: That's <laughs> how so you left.
1: I was seven. I was like seventeen years old. I was working at a place in Rockville, and then we're going to get to this. To this. Um, no, uh, well, this, this is
0: this is a story because I, you know, you have to find these things. So I think.
1: But yeah, I mean, I knew what I was supposed to do was stay there and work, but I was working at a, a temp company. This is before I moved to New York. I was, I graduated when I was 17 years old and I got a job at a temp company and I worked at the front desk of the temp company on Rockville Pike called Advantage Staffing. And I just was obsessed with leaving this job or (laughs) crawling under my desk. So one day I decided to leave the job and I like got my shit. I went down the elevator. I opened the front door of the office building and I ran down Rockville Pike at full speed. Like it was in my head. I was in a movie. Oh, and then I that. realized, oh, shit, I need my check next week. So I went back.
0: <laughs> Sorry, went, just long, extended lunch. Right.
1: Prayer. I went back all winded. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sat there and, like, you know, passed the time. So basically, it didn't take me long to realize that, that I was, was not dying a slow death. Sure.
0: Like, I always tell people yeah. this, you know, cause I, I've known since it's hard for me because I've known since I was very, very little mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to be a broadcaster. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to entertain people. So, but you know, you find along the journey that not every job is right for you. Sure. So I think the biggest thing that people can do is financial freedom. And I'd be curious to see what you think, cause you've been very independent for a long time, but financial freedom is really the key to everything. Yeah. Like most people cannot leave the job they hate because they have a mortgage, they have a house they, all these things that I don't think you really need. Yeah. And like, I'm not buying a house now because I'm saving money because we have a podcast business. Like this sure. is like just launching, you know? Mm-hmm. So People get themselves in these situations, and I think it makes them so unhappy later on. So my advice for you, Megan is the woman's name, is you obviously want to leave this job. Start saving every penny. How can you downsize, 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 whittle your life that Mm -hmm. you're saving half of your paycheck? Because I think, too, people get in such a depressed place with their job, it's also hard to look for a new one. You You physically don't feel good. You don't look good. But if you can save up for the next eight, nine months... Then put yourself on a budget. And it's probably going to take you six months to find a job. Meanwhile, I would be taking, you know, keeping a list. Like, what are the things that you think you want to try?
1: Sure, sure. I think learning how to do what you really want to do, not just knowing Oh, I want to be this. I want to be like a TV host. Okay. So I wanted to be a TV host. And in the beginning, I was getting these jobs at MTV and VH1 and TV land. Oh, wow, this is going great. Then that dried up. So the best thing I could have ever done for myself was what I tell you is I learned how to produce a show. You know? Brilliant. So yeah. when the jobs dried up, I learned how to produce a show. Then I was like the sales guy, the writer, the producer, the host. And I and I did it. You know, I sold it to sponsors. I produced it. I aired it, promoted it, aired it, you know, and then I did that over and over and over again. So, you know, you'll never really go broke. But it was interesting. I was watching um the guy Gary Vee, you know. Yes, the... oh, I love yeah. him.
0: Yeah, Gary Vanderchuk. Yeah. yeah. And
1: he was saying the other day, um, he was like, you know, the best way to never own a part of the Porsche company is to buy a Porsche.
0: Oh, he was like, because you know, you're
1: taking all of that. He said, that will slow you down because you're taking all that money and you're taking all that energy and you're putting it into this thing and you can't use that money or that energy and that time that you're focusing on this Porsche on building your own empire. Exactly. So the best way to do that is to buy. So, you know, of course, you know, you got to have one. Or two. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, you get yeah. to
0: Gary Vee's level and then you do, then you, you have it. But I, what I love about Gary Vee is like, I think we're also impatient. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants the results now. Everyone wants to quit their job today. Like you have to have a financial plan. I think that's the biggest sure. thing. Or, you know, too, I think people get very caught up in like, I've got to know immediately what I want to do. It's like, all right, if there's an industry or something you like, like producing, right? Mm -hmm. That wasn't what you started out to do, but production ended up leading you to what you wanted. So sometimes too, I think you have to try things like, okay, I'm kind of interested in, X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Try it for a while. It doesn't mean you have to stay with that.
1: Yeah. I wasn't at the mercy of other people deciding right. how far I was going to go with me learning how to produce a show. Still
0: the case, isn't it? Now, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm on an independent kick today. Come anyway. on. Do it, girl. Like, Come on. Do not work for the up. man. They mm-hmm. are never going to. They're never. Yeah. Go, the man is totally safe. They're never going to promote you. They never want you to, to be a sure. star. They're mm-hmm. just never. It's. Yeah. Do you think I've been in radio? <laughs> Sorry, I work for like too many radio (laughs) media companies, but I'm just like, no, you know, you have to create it on your own, especially now. There's so many outlets. It doesn't feel good feels amazing because when you work for someone else you always mm-hmm. wonder well could I do it do sure. I have what it takes am I as talented as everyone else but then when you get out and do it and you put one foot in front of the other it's like oh my god no I'm really doing it but I also think you know you and I have a grit that I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. not everybody has you know sure I think we're over the rejection part it's like cool you don't like me we're on to the next, no problem. No, on to the next. yeah you know you so know- but not everybody has that people you know
1: and one thing I learned over time, and this is just maturity in terms of being magnanimous is like i don 't always need to be the guy like i don 't need to be the guy like the one guy that 's right. doing it all so, you know that 's why for me
0: uh, I still struggle with that yeah I like right
1: well this podcast that. works for me because you know you know whether we 're in a sales meeting whether we 're doing show prep whether we 're doing this actual podcast or promoting it or hosting an event. Listen, being the guy, the one guy, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you only have so much energy to go around. And you know what? Sometimes if I'm not like, oh, hell, you got it. And if you're not, then I got it. And I like that yin and that yang. So if you can find someone else, just because you partner with someone else doesn't mean like, oh, you can do it on your own or you're not successful. It just means that, hey, you found somebody else that has the same, you know, vision Yep, and dedication, and you're working toward the same goal. But hey, it's nice to bounce something off of somebody else. Oh
0: my God, I love it. You know, Paul, Sarah, amazing. <laughs> you guys look. We love you. You can always follow us on social media. It's Paul Wharton Style on Instagram. Paul Wharton on Twitter. It's at @HayFridge on Instagram on Twitter. You can always email us, Sarah at HayFridge.com. We want your letters. I
1: love to hear from the listeners. The
0: emails are great. Paul Wharton Style at Yahoo.com. We have to thank Pacers. They're amazing, and they keep us in this awesome studio. Thank so we you love so Pacers. you so much, Pacers. We love oh my you. God, I like a little juicy booty. This is
1: like...
0: Oh, oh. We're probably going to get so many emails.
1: The women are. Be like, I am not How supporting can you support
0: this. Him? I'm not buying his music. We're not I'm just,
1: buying this. I mean, totally this streaming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, my love. Thank you to Pacers. Check them out. They've got a Pace the Nation podcast, or you can go to runpacers.com.
1: And definitely, I'm hosting an event next Wednesday, November 15th, at UDC, the UDC Homecoming Fashion Show, and I'm hosting it with Sharice Jordan and Monique Samuels from The Real Housewives of Potomac. So check it out. Get your tickets at UDC dc. edu backslash homecoming. We'll see you there. Bye, you guys. We We love you. you. Bye, everybody. Mm. What's
0: the phrase that you hear every day? Hey phrase.
1: What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey phrase.